Hello from Bear and Kura, a podcast from the Land of Oz Information Services. I love you, Kura. And I love you, Bear. This is episode seven of the Bear and Kura podcast. We're going to talk about our smart home. Here is a bit of a warning. We're probably going to mention Alexa quite a bit. So if you have an Alexa device nearby, I recommend you press the microphone button to mute it until this episode is over. I'm sorry for the hassle. We have Alexa devices in nearly every room of the house, and I had to go around and mute them all before I could record this podcast. So let's start this off. Um, What is a smart home? A smart home is where you have devices connected so that you can turn them on and off by command or by automation so that you don't have to constantly get up and turn things on and off, unlock doors, set the temperature, things like that. Those things are done for you automatically without having to get up and do them by hand. Okay. That's been quite helpful, too. When you were growing up, did you ever imagine living in anything like a smart home? No, I, 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 no, I never did. I, I, I would see things like that maybe on television from time to time, but never imagined that it would happen. It's not something I ever put any thought towards, really. It's been been very helpful. Don't get me wrong, I like it a lot, uh, but nothing that I really ever thought of as a child. Did you ever think of it? I really didn't think our lives would be like this. I'm a Star Trek fan, and in Star Trek, They told the computer to turn things on and off all the time, turn the lights on, whatever. It never, growing up as a child, seeing that, I never thought that that would happen for me. Hmm. I just never thought the technology would would get that far. Okay. But then I never imagined that we would be able to get married either. That's, I was just thinking the same thing. It's, there's two things that you never thought would happen in your life that, Look look at the good things that have happened since you've met me. <laughs> Decent. So it's all because of you. Yep, that's it. <laughs> uh, what do you think are the most common smart home devices? Uh, probably lights. People who don't have any other smart devices at all will have a light somewhere, you know, that turns their table lamp on and off, or a light bulb in the kitchen that's up high and you don't want to to get it and lights is something that I would recommend people to start with because typically all you have to do is screw it into a socket and load the app on your phone and connect them. You've got a smart device in your home. Yeah. We have pretty much all the lights in our house except what the bathroom are run through that. Yeah. The bathroom is actually a oh it's one of those light sets like actors have yeah with the multiple light bulbs there there's like 20 light bulbs around above the mirror 
And to do that with smart bulbs just would not be practical. A small fortune. It would. It's just easier to just turn the switch. It's right there when you go in. Yeah. It's never more than a step away. So it, it wasn't practical to do the lights in the bathroom that way. Okay, I guess I never thought of it that way, but yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. Do you know what a smart home hub is? From what I understand, it's pretty much the main area that everything would be run through, kind of, if I'm correct. Is it kind of like how a, a router would be worked, or you're the technological wizard in this house. I'm very far away from that. <laughs> well, that's sort of a trick question, because I figured you would say, no, I have no idea what a what a smart home hub is. Well, I kind of don't. I'm kind of just throwing... <laughs> the, the reason I put it in our list of questions is nobody needs a hub anymore. There, okay. there were days in the early days of home automation where a hub was necessary and there are some smart locks that lock and unlock your door that require a hub but unless you have one of those uh, there's really no need for a hub. Okay. Almost all smart devices now run off of Wi-Fi. They directly connect to your Wi-Fi router. Okay. And you just don't need a, a hub. So you do need Wi-Fi, though, to run the smart home? Yeah. You you pretty much have to have Wi-Fi, but I think almost everybody has Wi-Fi now. They, they want to be able to connect their phone or connect their tablet. A lot of people even connect their TV yeah, to your Wi-Fi. Your smart TV, yeah, because you would need to that to download your apps and get the Prime or Prime or Netflix or Hulu, all of that. But we have a smart TV, and it is not hooked to Wi-Fi. It is it's connected to a Cat Five Ethernet cable, like the connection, the the wired connection you would connect a computer up to your yeah. router with. And I would definitely recommend that for a smart TV because, especially with 4K now, it's going to take a lot of bandwidth and a big connection like that is just more reliable if you have it wired rather than going through your Wi-Fi. Kind of like what we have with my PS4 hooked up through. It's Cat5 cable to, to that. And we ha could haven't do you noticed when you're playing with your friends or you're playing games that they have said, I, I can't do that because it would take me too long to download mm -hmm. because they're all hooked up by Wi-Fi. Yeah, and it's like it'll take them like a few hours to download something or do an update where mine generally takes minutes uh, to do the updates, it's sometimes even less than that, and sometimes it takes them quite a bit longer since they are running through Wi-Fi. So while Wi-Fi is, is an option... If you can wire a device to your internet, uh, you should. Yeah, it just makes it easier and quicker. M most uh, smart home devices are Wi-Fi only. They, they're small devices. They have a, a built-in antenna. And if you get them too far away from your router, they won't work as reliably. Or We have some lights and a garage door opener are connected by Wi-Fi, and sometimes there's trouble with connections. Uh, there, there's no way I can run a wire out there for that anyway. No, no. 
Would you recommend smart home devices for the disabled? Oh, definitely. Without a doubt. Very, very helpful, uh, especially, you know, since, you know, well, everyone who's listened knows that I'm below the amputee. Uh, makes it very easy, uh, considering that, you know, you go to bed at different hours than I do. It's very helpful if I get up in the middle of the night, instead of getting on my scooter and fumbling to go to a a light switch and turn on a light, I could just, you know, tell Alexa to do it for me. But yes, I would recommend it for anybody with a disability to, to do it. So it, it. Even if it's just for the lights, without a doubt. I mean, it's it's just so convenient and so helpful. But yeah, I, yes, I would definitely recommend it. I can't really think of a disadvantage for a disabled person to have a smart home. No, the only... Well, if if your internet goes down, it's going to be a pain in the butt for anybody. So, I mean, that's the only time that we seem to run into problems with it. Um, Or when the the power goes out to your house completely, but, you know, that's going to happen and there's nothing you can do about it. There are a few times the internet has not gone out, but one of the APIs necessary to make the whole thing work is is down, and you can't turn the lights on and off. Mm-hmm. Most smart device switches have a button you can push if you really want to turn your light on or off. Bulbs don't have that, but okay. most... Smart home devices have a button you can push. You can't do it any other way. Hmm. And I would also say that it can be a source of frustration when you're dealing with a voice-operated device. For instance, you tell Alexa, set the thermostat to 75. And Alexa says, I don't know what a thermostat is, or I think you have two thermostats in your house. Mm. Or you say, please set the TV volume to 50. And Alexa says, I don't know about a TV. Or or it says something off the wall, like now playing the top 50 songs. (laughs) Yes. And then... Ten seconds later, you can give it the exact same command, and it will work just fine. Yes. I've seen you get very frustrated with it. Uh, As a computer programmer, I do not understand how you could give a computer a command and it not understand or not do anything, and just seconds later, give it the exact same command, mm -hmm. and it works just fine. It is kind of bizarre how that works. To, to me, computers, you give them the same input, they should give you the same output every single time. Yeah. I guess that's why they call it glitches. I suppose. And uh, oftentimes, when Alexa doesn't understand, you just reword the, the command in a different way, and, and it helps. Mm-hmm. And I guess after a while, you learn which commands work and which commands don't work. Yeah. Although, uh, as time marches on, commands that used to not work, they, they adapt and, and those things do work. Yeah. it's. I mean, it's since we, we've had it probably for how many years now? Five years? Six so, years? Something like that. Something like, I mean, it's gotten better over time. 
and you can tell that the technology has just improved, in my opinion anyway. I don't know necessarily if it has, but it seems to work better now, or maybe our vernaculars just changed, or we seem to know better what to do and say, or I don't know. There, there is a certain tone of voice that you learn to adapt when you're commanding the device to mm-hmm. do something. And I'm really surprised, you know, when the TV's on and, you know, something's playing in the background and you, you say, you know, turn on the light. It really does know that it's you and it's not the TV and it, and the TV doesn't interfere with it. Yeah. I remember a long, long, long time ago in college, my college roommate had one of the first voice command tape decks that he could play cassette tapes on and you could say play and it would start playing and oh, I never knew that um, the problem was every once in a while it would eat a tape and you could hear it you know shredding up the tape and you'd yell stop it wouldn't do and it. it wouldn't do it because you didn't say it in the normal voice that you normally would say there's it panic in. that you're ruining one of your yes. favorite tapes but I think Alexa and Google and um, Siri they they now can deal with a, a wide range of vocal expressions, and you say stop, and it knows that you meant stop, no matter how Urgent excited you are at yeah. the time. Do uh, do you, can the TV be part of a smart home? Definitely. In fact, that's. I think one of the the best things when I can say set the volume to 50 and it sets it to 50% and I don't have to go looking around for the remote. Um, If somebody calls, I can say mute the TV. I don't have to rush over and try to find the remote and mute the TV or turn it off or whatever. It just does it. Mm Mm-hmm. A lot of TVs also have a, a microphone in the remote, and you can give Alexa or Siri commands directly with the remote. I don't think I do that very often, but it is available. Okay. Uh, I think setting up a, a smart TV to work with voice control is a little bit complicated. I don't know why they have to make it so complicated, but... Well, because the TV in, in the bedroom, you have it set up to that, don't you? Like the remote set up with the voice commands? That is a problem because often it doesn't know if I'm talking about the bedroom TV or the living room TV, and it will mute the wrong one or turn it off when I didn't mean to. Or it just doesn't understand, you know, when I'll say, play a certain show, instead it will start playing music. Okay. Just because it doesn't know, am I talking to the speaker or am I talking to the TV? Okay. And I suppose that's technology that's just going to have to evolve. Mm-hmm. Do you think the cost is worth it? I, I think so. I mean, now especially. I, I know in the beginning it, it was it was much more expensive than it is now. Now you can get the the Alexas pretty cheap. I, I think they were sixty dollars when they first came out. I think you can get them now for like twenty dollars. And then you know the 
like the smart adapters and all that, I think they've shopped drastically in price since they've come out. Just like anything, I mean, technology, you know, it's expensive once it, when it comes out and then becomes cheaper and cheaper the longer it's out. You know, it becomes cheaper to produce. But yes, I think it's worth it. I tell people all the time at work about how much I love, you know, our smart home setup. But no, I, I do. Do you think it's worth the cost? Oh, I definitely do. It's not nearly as expensive as it was just a few years ago. Yeah. It's, we can justify it a lot easier than other people can, I suppose. But you do hear people say, well, you're just too lazy to get up and turn off the light. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I suppose I also, Almost every light in the house, I have an automation set up so that when you turn on a light, it waits 30 minutes and then it turns the light off again mm-hmm. automatically for you. And I mainly do that because somebody in this house has a habit of going around and turning the lights on and then leaving them on forever. Can you guess who that might be? Oh, that would be me. <laughs> Um, I, I like having a well-lit house. I don't like sitting in the dark in the middle of the day with all the curtains drawn where you feel like you're living in a hole. <laughs> Unlike my husband who can live like that for the rest of his life. So, but yes, no, you're, you're right. I do. <laughs> so it's not always voice commands. Automation is a part of it. The, the part where it turns the light off after half an hour. It, Several of the the Alexa devices can detect when there is nobody in the room. Mm-hmm. It sends out a, a sound that we can't hear and then collects the what comes back. And it can tell that nobody's in that room. And, and I have it set to turn off lights when it detects there's nobody around. Yeah. I also have it set to detect when we've left the house. It will turn off all the lights, and it will turn down the thermostat so we don't use the air conditioner or the heater as much when we're not there. I like automations like that. There's probably hundreds of them that I've set up. It's nice, except when you take off and someone's still napping, and then all of a sudden the alarm for the fake 911 calls goes off Mm. and scares the bejesus out of your husband who's napping on the couch (laughs) and hears an operator (laughs) talking all of a sudden. So So for those of you who don't understand what that, what all that was, (laughs) I have it set when I leave the house and I believe it detects when I've left the house, when my phone is outside of the Wi-Fi range. Mm. And it will basically simulate a police scanner. I've set that up because if somebody was to break in the house and they heard a police scanner, they would most likely get out of there. Yeah. It's a deterrent. And there are times when you are at home, but I have left, that it detects that I have left and it will it will start that. Mm. And really all you have to do is say, stop. And it'll stop. Yeah. Oh, I know that. It's just, it's sometimes still, it is alarming though when you're sleeping and it happens. And I'm just poking fun. How do you automate things? 
Well, in most cases, the company that makes the switch uh, has an app where you can do the automations. Like when this light comes on, also turn on this other light. Or when the garage door opens, turn on the, these lights. Uh, more and more, though, I use the Alexa app to set up those automations because it will work with a variety of different devices and I don't have to worry about I've got to go to this app on my phone to do this thing and I've got to do this other app to do this other thing. They're all just right there in the Alexa app. Yeah. And there are some things that you just can't do that way. They're, they're very specific. I prefer to have all of my code, so to speak, all in one place. Okay. All right. Well, I guess we covered all of that then. You don't want to discuss anything else about the smart home? I can't think of anything else unless you can. No, i just tell a little funny. Well, one of the things I'd like to mention about it, I, me being from New Jersey, when we first hiccups we would have, you would always, it doesn't understand Jersey. It seems to have gotten better with that. And uh, just another little funny side joke. I remember when uh, we first set it up, I thanked it one time. And you're like, why are you thanking the automated Alexa? And I think my response was to you, well, when the machines rise up, they're, they're going to understand that I was, uh, I was polite. <laughs> they're going to remember that I was polite when they take over the world. So that was just a little side note that I wanted to throw in there. I suppose there's one other thing that we didn't didn't mention. It can be programmed. You can set up a voice profiles where it says say the following words and then you you repeat them back. And we have both done that. We did it a long time ago. Mm -hmm. So it knows when you're speaking and it knows when I'm speaking. Yeah, cuz it's set up where like you you can say Alexa play my favorite music and it'll play your music it'll recognize you and say playing Rex's favorite music and it'll do the same thing for me and, you know say I'm playing Kura's favorite music or something like that isn't that correct yeah and that is sort of an advanced thing that I don't think a lot of people know about but it's something that's very useful to set up yeah well, also just another side note on, the, on all that. I think it's kind of funny when you hear people, well, the government's just spying on you. They're listening into your conversations. And I just kind of chuckle about that because it's not true. And, and if they are, my thing is, I'm not doing anything illegal. My life's that boring. If they want to listen to what I'm doing, then they can go ahead and do it. But no, Amazon's not eavesdropping in on your conversations just to do it. I mean, I think the only time it really records is once you say the term, whatever you do to activate it, you know, Alexa or whatever people decide to use. Uh, what's, what's the correct term for that? The, well, that's the activation word. Activation word, okay. And we have decided to continue to use Alexa. Yeah. Now, I would like to live in a Star Trek future where I could say, computer, turn on the lights. And you can set it to activate to the word computer. Okay. But not all Alexa devices can understand that. N notably, the one in our car has to be activated by saying Alexa. Oh, I wasn't aware of that. And I don't want to 
have to do it one way in the car and do it another way, you know, in the house. So it's easier, I think, to just have them all activated by saying Alexa. Okay. But with, with you bringing up the car, would you recommend the Alexa in the car? Yeah. Most of the time we say, give me directions to the post office or, or a, a restaurant or something. And sometimes it, it just absolutely cannot understand what you're saying in a driving car. And I, I can understand that. Most of the time it works great. Okay. And we got that one for free, didn't we? Yes, I think we did. I was in some kind of an advanced test program. program. Test program, yeah. yeah. But even just to buy one, I think it's only like $25 now. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I, I said earlier, they, they've become so affordable where it's, you can't really not justify not getting one, in my opinion. I, I really do think they're that helpful. So, And the the idea of it spying on you, people who are that paranoid shouldn't get one. Yeah. Uh, I think they're highly useful. My sister has one in her house, and I believe that all she does with it is play music. But if that's useful to you, I mean... Go ahead and get it. Well, I use it to play music quite a bit. Anytime I go in the shower, I get it to play, much to your chagrin. But yeah, I've constantly asked it to play music, besides the lights and everything like that. I mean, and then we also debated on getting a, uh, a smart faucet, didn't we? A uh, smart what? A smart faucet. Sink, faucet. A sink faucet. Sink. Uh, yeah. But, but it was just... Ex- it was too expensive, that was. It, it was like a couple hundred dollars. It was like 600 bucks. Just to be able to say, I want... A cup of hot a, water. Two <laughs> cups of 68-degree water. I, I couldn't justify that. Yeah. So, I imagine that is... Because that's, that's been about two years now. We looked into it. But we decided the novelty... Because that, that's the novelty. I mean, I don't think anybody needs that. And I think I said to you when we were thinking about it, how often do we go into the kitchen and need exactly 14 ounces of hot water, you know, this kind of water, you know what I mean? It's The need wasn't there for something that fancy. Another device that I've considered but not gotten is a door lock. Uh, it would be nice. When we're coming home with our arms full of groceries, to have the door be able to unlock on its own when it recognizes that we're there. But they're fairly expensive. The, I know the price has come down. They do require a hub. And locks are... When you stick the key in the lock and the the bolt doesn't quite turn, you, you've learned to jiggle the lock or push and pull on the key until you feel the the bolt slide into the slot. Well, an automated device isn't going to know to do that. Yeah. So most of the time it's not going to work and it's just going to make you angry. So I would say unless you can afford to buy a real good quality automated lock and have somebody install it for you. Professionally. Don't don't bother. Yeah, and I, I'm kind of 
obsessive compulsive. It's like before I go to bed every night, I check the locks manually probably six or seven times before I go to bed and multiple times I'll check it before I go in to clean up and brush my teeth. And then I, even after doing that, I'll go back out after brushing my teeth and check it again, even though I checked it five minutes before. So I don't think I'm more comfortable just manually doing it. Like, you know, we didn't mention that our heating and cooling is actually hooked up to it. I don't think, did we, or? Well, the, it does adjust the thermostat when we're out of the house. Okay, yeah, so that's right. We don't you have to that. run the air conditioner or heater. Another thing that sort of bothers me is the garage door. We can command Alexa to open and close the garage door. You, you need a pin number to open the door, I, I guess, to keep burglars from yelling through your window to open the garage. But it, bothers me i have set up an automation at 10 p.m to check to see if the garage door is open and if it is close it and that automation has not ever worked not even once oh okay it probably works fine for other people but whatever system when i installed it uh, it doesn't work never has worked and it just bugs me. Okay. I have also set up automations to turn on a light when the garage door is open. So, you know, if I'm walking through the house, I could see this light is on to remind me or to show me that the garage door is open. And it does not work either. Mm. So to do it all over again, I would probably go with a different garage door controller. Okay. Something a little bit more advanced. I I bought the one that I did because it didn't require any kind of yearly contract or subscription fee. And I don't know, that was probably a mistake. Yeah. It also is supposed to sense when we drive home, when the car pulls up the driveway, it's supposed to sense that we've come home and open the door. That only works about, about half, the, half time. the time. Yeah. Yeah. Normally if we're heading from the north, southbound it'll work but if we're heading northbound towards the house it doesn't seem to work it, it's kind of strange how that works it seems to be tied to the app on my phone because the app will undo the password about every month okay so if i don't type in the password every month it it stops doing it oh, okay kind of annoying it's but it's not too tough for me to reach up to the to the top of the car and push the button to open the door. Yeah. So it's not worth it for me to complain, I guess. Well, I guess we covered that pretty well. Um so your favorite time of the week, what is the joke of the week? What do you call it when Pew Research does a survey on guns? No idea. What do you, what do you call it when you research? No, no, I don't. I have no idea what. Pew 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 research. Oh God, your Star Trek colors are showing through. That's enough about smart homes. This is Bear, and this is Kura. Goodbye. Goodbye. You have been listening to the Bear and Kura podcast a production of the Land of Oz Information Services. 
We can be contacted via email using the address podcast at oz.com. And Oz is spelled A-W-E-S.